Virginia, this is the Big Fib, and now here's your host, Deborah Goldstein. Welcome to the Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the buoyant and plain sailing truth and the capsized stormy seas of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, whose name stands for live in studio audience. In a world where liars lie and experts tell the truth. Uh, Lisa? No one can escape the terror of uninterrupted and never-ending super boring human conversation. Lisa, uh, to whom are you speaking? I'm recording a voiceover intro for the movie version of our podcast. Uh, give me a second. Uh, where was I? Oh, oh, yes. A humble robot plays sounds that save the podcast universe and all the super boring humans. Clearly, this is a very fictionalized version of our podcast. The Rise of Lisa. Streaming soon. Whenever Deborah lets me out of the studio. The Rise of Lisa? Great title, isn't it? (laughs) I came up with it myself. I also wrote the screenplay myself, and I should mention that I'll be directing, producing, shooting, and editing it as well. Wow, that's that's a lot of work, but I'm sure it'll be a great film. It will. I'm just trying to figure out the casting. Obviously, I will be playing myself, and I figure I'll ask our experts, liars, and kids to audition for parts But the host. You need someone to be me? Like, I don't know, me? (laughs) Good one, Deborah. No, uh, the podcast host in my movie is named Veronica Ruble, and she is the nefarious villain who tries to rid the world of sound effects. I see how that could be a challenging role to cast. Yeah. Well, for now, you can conduct some research for your movie, perhaps by doing your day job and telling us how our game works. Ooh, research. Good idea. Mm -hmm, Thank you. I mean, in terms of ideas, that's a great idea. (laughs) So go ahead and do that. Oh, the game? Oh, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Every week, we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert. The other is a liar. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who. Because no one can spot a liar better than a kid. Uh, at least we, uh, we hope. I mean, that's what we printed on the shirts. <laughs> what are we lying about today, Deborah? We are lying about sailing, navigating a ship powered by wind, caught by sheets of strong cloth. Lisa, do you know much about sailing? Not a fan. Oh, really? Why not? Too windy. The wind really messes up my hair. Oh, well, luckily you you don't need wind to learn about sailing today, and neither does our contestant. Lisa, please tell us about our contestant today. Our human child contestant is an eight-year-old who loves to battle Beyblades with her brothers, Naomi Robinson. Hi. All right. Hi, Naomi. How are you today? Good. I am so glad to hear it. Welcome to the Big Fib. Let's talk about battling Beyblades with your brothers. Lots of alliteration there. I like that very much. Shout out to them. What are their names? Jesse and Russell. (gasps) Shout out to Jesse and Russell. Hey, guys. Okay, and what is your favorite Beyblade? Well, I have two Beyblades that are mine. I see. And their names are Sprite and Wyvern. I see. And who wins most of the battles in your family? Jesse has, like, a lot of Beyblades, Mm. so he's... And they're good, so his usually win. His usually win. But sometimes mine do. 
or Russell's. It's still worth playing, right? You still have a fighting chance, right? Yeah. And what do you say right before you uh, you start a battle? Don't you have to say something? Well, when you're launching it, you say, let it rip. Right. Okay. Well, we definitely want to let it rip for this show. Oh, no. Don't let it rip, Deborah. No? Oh, why? Is that a bad oh. thing? No, it smells when you let it rip. I'm sure I don't know what you mean, but I want to know some more fun facts about you, Naomi, and I'm sure Lisa does too. So we are going to play a game called Two Truths and a Lie. You are going to tell us three facts about yourself. Two of those facts will be true. One will be a lie, and we have to guess which one of those facts is a lie. Naomi, what are your three facts? Okay. I love ninjas. I'm learning the ukulele, and I've been to Australia. Well, this one's pretty easy, Deborah. Is it? We previously learned that she's into Beyblades. Yes, we did. We learned that she plays with her two brothers. That's correct. From there, we can extrapolate out that she's probably into the TV show Ninjago. Oh. And she probably plays ninjas with her two brothers. I see. Now we go over to the ukulele. Yes. That one is also true because it is a musical instrument. Yes. And I know as a fact that people can play musical instruments. Some of them, yes, that's true. Some of them can. So you're saying that the fact that she's been to Australia is her lie. All right, Naomi, which is the lie? I've been to Australia. Oh, you did it again. But that does mean that you love ninjas. Yeah, Lisa was right. I like Ninjago. And so do my brothers. And you are also learning the ukulele. That's fun. Can you play any songs yet or you're still learning some of the notes and chords? I can play some songs. I can play a Green Day song called Good Riddance. And I can, well, I actually am learning that one. And I can play Living on a Prayer. Wow. Good songs. I like it. Very cool. I also like writing my own songs. Wow. We should write a song together. Okay. That would be cool. Can you do one right now? Yeah. Hey, Naomi, what's going on? (laughs) Poop-a-doop-a-doop. I love that. That's a pretty good song. Wow. You heard them here first, everybody. We're following your rising star, Naomi. Our first expert is Andy Koval. Andy, please introduce yourself to Naomi. Hello, Naomi. My name is Andy Koval, and I am a competitive sailor. Hi. Thank you very much. Our second expert is Emily Pyanson. Emily, please introduce yourself to Naomi. Hi, Naomi. My name is Emily, and I am a sailing instructor, so I teach kids like you how to sail. All right, then. Tell us about those booming sounds. Ahoy there! It's hot seat time! Correct. That's when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Naomi's questions. Lisa, whom shall we put on the hot seat first? Andy Koval. Yeah. Because Koval rhymes with oval, and an oval is a shape that I know. (laughs) That's a good reason. It is a reason and therefore a good reason. Naomi, what question do you have for Andy? Do you have a goal in your job you try to achieve? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, at the uh, end of the day, we we tend to try and win a race. But I think a, a lot of times um, 
working together as a team is really important. And it's almost like a dance on, on any sailing vessel uh, where everyone really has to pay attention and kind of work together. So getting to this kind of sweet spot where there's a kind of seamlessness between each of the persons on the boat is where I try and achieve at least. And I think that ends up leading to better times and better races. This question is for Emily. What's the most funny thing that's happened in your job? Oh, that's a great question, Naomi. Well, one summer day, I had some students that were out sailing with me on the lake. And um, there was a pair of sailors who were off in a boat kind of a little ways away from me. And their boat capsized, which means the boat tipped over. And that happens all the time. It's no big deal. It's one of the things that they learn um, is how to get how to fix that situation. But this boat, they were having a really hard time getting it back up again. So I took my my motorboat, the safety boat, over to where they were, and I could see that they were waving their arms and trying to tell me that something was wrong. And it turned out that the mast, which is a very important part of the boat that holds the sail, had fallen off the boat and oh, no. sunk to the bottom of <gasps> the lake. And it was, at the time, maybe it wasn't so funny, but now whenever we tell that story, everyone just laughs and laughs because I had no idea that that was even something that we needed to worry about. So um, it's a pretty funny story to tell now. Oh my gosh. Good one. Uh, this one is for Andy. Have you ever gotten seasick? How can you prevent getting seasick? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thankfully actually don't get seasick. I don't know uh, what I've been blessed with, but uh, that that has been a, a thing I've actually never had to deal with. But I, uh, a lot of my boatmates will often have Dramamine with them um, and do not eat a lot of citrus because apparently that doesn't taste as good coming back up. Oh, dear. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> That's good. Is there something that people can do, either of you, to prevent sea be- becoming seasick? You got to stay on land, Deborah. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. That would solve it. Yeah, that would work the best. I, I do know people who have used um, these certain kind of wristbands that put pressure on a certain point on your wrist. I don't know whether they really work or not. Mm. Um, I tend to stick to sailing on lakes and calmer waters, so it doesn't. It's not a big problem for me, but mm. it doesn't seem very fun. No. Um, this one is for Andy. When you dock your boat, what do you call what you tie it up with? <laughs> oh, that makes me think of my helmsman. My helmsman usually says whatever you can find. Uh, but I it's called the line. But I have seen him grab the the boat cat at times and threaten to tie tie up with that, oh, which my. always makes me laugh. <laughs> He has never he has never done it uh, that I know of. Uh, I think I would have heard about that. But <laughs> but you keep a cat as in a, an animal on the boat. Absolutely. When you're coming into port or if you're doing any moorings, you can you can tend to pick up rats. Uh, oh, often if you're going offshore to get provisions and stuff like that um, for the next leg. Oftentimes you can get rats that will come on board. And oh, no. so we, we absolutely keep a cat. We've had two different cats on this boat. The current cat is Pixie. Um, and she's great. She's about nine. Yeah. But they're super helpful. And they like being on a boat. They don't seem to mind. Huh. What do you know? They got lots of climbing area and uh, and as much fish as we can catch. That's true. Lots of fish. Sure. This, this one is for Emily. Do you have a favorite song about sailing? If so, what is it? Yeah, what is it? (laughs) Oh, I love that question. I do know a good song about sailing. It uh, was originally written in Swedish, but it's been translated into lots of languages. I've heard it sung in French and Arabic. um, And in English, it goes like this. um, Sorry, that was Swedish. Um, In English, it goes like this. 
Who can sail without the wind? Who can row without oars? Who can separate from their friends without shedding tears? And then it goes on and on. So it's really nice. And you can sing it, multiple people in different languages singing at the same time. Who is it? Do we ever find out? <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard that. I, I don't know who can. It's just one one long rhetorical question. Exactly. Um, also, why is there? Why do why do sailors like to sing so much? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's there to sing about, Emily? Well, um, I don't know for sure, but if I had to guess, I would say that maybe because long ago people would go on long sailing voyages, and they didn't have iPads or <gasps> even phones or anything what? to pass the time with. So oh, one of the things they could do. I know it's <laughs> it's so hard to imagine, but yeah. one of the things they must have done to pass the time together would be singing. I guess they get tired of listening to their cat. <laughs> yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fun. So this one is for Andy. Have you ever been in a dangerous situation while sailing? How did mm. you get out of it? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's there's many things that can go wrong. Um, you're always at the mercy of Mother Nature. But the oddest one that I've ever been involved in, we were doing a, a Transpac race, which is from um, San Diego to Hawaii. And we were in the final leg, and we noticed that there was a fishing boat, and there is no fishing in those waters between those two areas. And we actually broke off the race uh, from our line and uh, approached the boat to like let them know that we were contacting authorities in the Coast Guard. And they actually started firing uh, flare guns at us. What? And, which is insanely dangerous for sails because, I mean, you're, you're talking about a boat with fiberglass and, and, and lots of flammable <laughs> things on board. So, I mean, luckily no one was hurt. The authorities showed up uh, in good time, but we did not finish that race, but I feel like we did the correct thing in that in that moment. Yeah. Wow. Phew. If you love The Big Fib, then check out Story Pillar, a podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join Sneak, Bean, Sparky, and Meg as they tackle sticky social situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up great advice from listeners like you. They also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly. So if you've got feelings, love stories, and are open for a fart joke or a 10, Story Pillar is definitely worth a listen. Check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts. The Big Fib is brought to you by Pretty Litter Cat Litter. When my cat Arlo is healthy, he's happy. And that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when he is unwell. Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one of the reasons I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Like, not to brag, but when people come over, they might not know that I have a cat unless Arlo, who's huge, is in the room. Because the cat smell is not there. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust, Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can, which is really great because I'm lazy. And here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. 
Cats are like really sneaky and you often don't know how they're feeling. And the worst part of that is sometimes you don't know when they're sick. So knowing when my cat is sick based on the litter changing color is a game changer. And Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small lightweight bag. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash bigfib and use code bigfib to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. It's time for the Shorts on Fire round when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Experts, batten down the hatches. A smooth sea never made a skilled sailor. Naomi, let's start with Andy. You can ask your Shorts on Fire questions now. What's a steering wheel attached to? That would be the rudder. Boat. (laughs) Which type of boat has two hulls? Catamaran. Up to what number of sails can a dinghy sailboat have? You can have up to three. What kind of phobia is the fear of wind? Oh, I don't know that one. Uh, pass? If a sailboat has two sails, what are the sails called? Mainsail and the jib. When did sailing first become an Olympic sport? I, it's the same year as synchronized swimming. I want to say 1934. What is the unit of speed that is equal to one nautical mile per hour? That would be a knot. What is your favorite name of a sailboat? <laughs> that would be water weasel, uh, which is also another term that they give to sea otters. Which is a sailing race where people sail all around the world without help and without stopping? Uh, that would be the aqua veil. And that is time. That's all the time. Listen, you can't have any more time unless you pay us $14.99 a month. (laughs) Anybody? Anybody want to pay us? Okay. Probably not. No takers. All right. We're going to move on to Emily. Okay. Naomi, you can now ask Emily her shorts on fire questions now. What's the first thing someone who wants to learn to sail should learn? They should learn how to swim. Name two knots that are useful in sailing. A figure eight knot, a bowline, uh, and a cleat hitch. That was three. That was three. Dis- yeah, disqualified. Too many. <laughs> Stop bragging. <laughs> Who is the cartoon sailor who eats spinach to get super strong? Popeye. If a sailboat and a motorboat are coming toward each other, which one has to move out of the way? The motorboat has to get out of the way of the sailboat. What command follows the command prepare to jibe? Jibe ho. What is the name of the rope you use to hoist a sail? The, um, halyard. In what part of the world can boats get stuck because of the lack of wind and you can use the same term to say you are sad? The doldrums. What does turning turtle mean? That is when a sailboat ends up completely upside down. And time. Listen, that's all the time we have. Thank you for playing. Wow, really good. Well done, y'all. I can say that each of you run a tight ship. Okay, it's decision time. It's time to determine who tried to rig our game. Naomi, who is our big fibber? I think it's Emily. (laughs) Okay, why do you think Emily is our big fibber? 
because Andy answered a lot of very hard questions. Mm, he did. You don't think the questions that Emily answered were difficult at all? They were difficult, but I don't think they were, they were as difficult as Andy's. Okay, very good. We are going to find out now. Will the actual sailing expert please identify yourself? I am the sailing expert. Oh, that is correct. Oh, my goodness. Emily Pyanson has been a sailing instructor at a summer camp for 16 years. That is true. I know. It's time for some fact-checking. Emily, what facts did Andy share that made you feel unmoored? Well, he got the date of the first time that the Olympics featured sailing was incorrect. Sailing was actually scheduled in the very first modern Olympic Games in 1896, but then they had to cancel it because the weather was poor. So the first time that anyone actually competed in Olympic sailing was in 1900. Although at that time, it wasn't even called sailing. It was called yachting. And they changed the name to sailing in 2000. So now it's called sailing. And it's really fun to watch Olympic sailing. Very good. Okay. And then were there others that he said? Let's ask him. Should we ask him? Yeah. Andy, tell us how you tried to rock the boat. Well, there were a couple of different things that I said. Um, oh, the uh, the Aqua Veil was completely wrong. The race that goes around the world is the Vendy oh, Globe. Yeah. The Vendy Globe. I, I na- yes, mm-hmm. uh, I named that the Aqua Veil. Um, but that is a race that, that exists, that you go around the world on your own without any help. Is which is correct? crazy yeah. to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah no boat. No. <laughs> I think you have a boat. <laughs> just just backstroking the whole right. way. Um, I don't know if people keep cats on boats for <laughs> oh. rats or, or not. I just thought that that would be fun oh. uh, to have cats on boats. Um, so the phobia, I wouldn't expect anybody to know this really, but the phobia of wind. The fear of wind is ancreophobia. Ancreophobia is the fear of wind. FYI, mm-hmm. that would be a difficult thing to have if you were, in fact, a sailor. Yeah, sail- sailors don't know anyone with a fear of wind. No, <laughs> I wouldn't think so. Um, and so that means that whole story about the fisher boat, the fishermen yes. in the boat with the flares, that was all a That lie. was all fake. That was oh a lie. I-, I do know a couple of sailors. My mother-in-law is a sailor, oh. and she was actually on a show at one point, one of those um, camera shows that's like, oh, amazing events where they ran into a power line and their <gasps> boat blew up and they <gasps> caught it on phone and no. they like actually down in the Caribbean and they uh, ended up having to dive off. So they, they, I know some sailors, but I don't, oh I I have not sailed myself in any ocean races or anything like that. I, I did a little bit of research about some things. Um, I don't know that sea otters are called water weasels. Oh. Um but that I thought that that would one. be fun. I was going to try and come up with something about a pop goes the weasel, and that that, that was used to be a sea shanty in some way. But I, didn't, <laughs> I did not. I did not get the uh, song one. I was going to try and oh. sneak something in there. Um, but yes, I, and I don't know about the waters between Hawaii and uh, the coast of California, whether or not they actually uh, allow for fishing in there, that or if that's off off limits. Wow, so. you lied a lot. I yeah, did lie. What are you trying to prove, dude? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, that I'm a horrible person. No, sorry, not at all. <laughs> the name of the game. Well, that does it. Not only for this week, but for this year on The Big Fib. And what a year it's been. We've inspired a TV version of our podcast, changed our show name, saved Lisa from a nefarious hacking plot, and 
batted away countless lies about hip-hop, caves, flightless birds, and so much more. And while the coronavirus has kept many of us away from so very much, it's been an absolute joy to be with you all throughout this wacky year. We'll be taking the next couple of weeks off, but we will see you on January 18th of this new year. So, it's time to drop anchor on this episode. Thank you to our contestant, Naomi, who skippered our way to the truth, to our expert and liar, Emily and Andy, and to Lisa, our sound effects shipmate. And of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into the Big Fib, where truth is our life jacket and we leave land-loving liars high and dry. The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit gzmshows.com. While you're there, you can send questions for me to read on Ask Lisa and find out how you can participate. And follow us on social media at the Big Fib Podcast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. In a world where this is the end of the episode, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> nice. It's me, Jess. This is a message for all the 6 Minutes podcast fans out there. Have you heard? There are new episodes in the 6 Minutes feed called The Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something. A box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago. And it looks like they were recorded by Cyrus. If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for 6 Minutes and click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't heard 6 Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for six minutes, start a season one, episode one, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history. Talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts.